Hi, I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HDC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought as we journey through the book of Acts and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Amanda Bell. Good morning. Uh, welcome to this sunny Friday. We are continuing the story of Barnabas and Saul or Paul in Antioch. And I'm just going to read our passage, so from verse 25. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. During this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and through the spirit predicted that a severe famine would spread over the entire Roman world. This happened during the reign of Claudius. The disciples, as each one was able, decided to provide help for the brothers and sisters living in Judea. This they did, sending their gift to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. Now, Antioch was a wealthy Greek city. It was a cosmopolitan capital of the East. It was renowned for its buildings, for its culture, and also for its lax moral standards and widespread corruption. So not an easy place, you would imagine, for the gospel to flourish. And yet, this is the background of a growing community of believers, and it actually became a base for mission to the entire Gentile world. And how is this transformation brought about? I think there are three um, very simple but important things we can take away from our passage today. And the first thing is the importance of teaching and discipleship. What did Jesus tell us in the Great Commission? To go out and make disciples of all nations and to teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. And that is exactly what we see here. In verse 26, Barnabas and Saul meet with the church and teach great numbers of people. And this isn't just a, a hit and run visit. They're there for a whole year. Discipleship is being there for the long haul, investing in long-term growth, making the effort to regularly meet with people and hand down from one generation to the next everything we know about following Jesus. And I've had the joy of working with young people, with teenagers for the last six years, and I'm really passionate to see them know their Bibles and to trust in Jesus. And I'm not going to lie, sometimes it feels like a lot of effort without much return. But passages like this really encourage me. Um, the effort here clearly is worth it, because in verse 26, we see as well that the, the, the disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. In other words, they made so much noise that they got a name for themselves. They were known to be literally in Christ. And the whole of Antioch and now the whole world knew that. And we've probably lost the full meaning of that now. But actually, this is amazing. So point one, discipleship and teaching. Point two, eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Tim spoke on Wednesday about needing to keep in step with the spirit. And here we see someone accurately prophesying about a famine. And this is a clearly a church community where people are actively wanting to hear God speak and give guidance by his Holy Spirit. And God still speaks today by his Holy Spirit. When Paul writes about spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians 14, he says to follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy, because the one who prophesies edifies the whole church. Prophecy is so, so helpful for the church precisely because God often uses it to bring a word of instruction or guidance or sometimes a warning of what's ahead, as we see here. 
The Holy Spirit helps us. He's our counsellor, the advisor, the one who comes alongside, the comforter. God wants to guide us. So if we want to see transformation and growth, we need to make ourselves available to him and be listening. It doesn't matter how old you are or where you come from, the Holy Spirit is poured out on all believers. So let's be a community like the church in Antioch, which runs after the gifts of the Spirit and is led by the Spirit. So point two, eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Point three from the church in Antioch is be generous. The response to a prospective famine was an immediate giving to those in need. Each gave according to his or her ability to provide help. This is such an important and exciting principle of the Christian community. Those who can afford help to pay for those who can't. And it testifies to an abundant, generous God when his people live from a place of abundant generosity. I'm often amazed by this at the food bank, which Rose and I are going to go to after this call. And some people give an entire week's worth of grocery shopping. But we also have youth bringing what they can with the comparatively little bit that they have. And kingdom finances aren't like earthly ones. I do my bit, you do your bit. God works it out and somehow there is always enough. And I love, again, how Paul writes about this in Corinthians. He says, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. We cannot outgive God. Um, before I came to HTC, I spent nearly four years living in Asia, working with vulnerable teenagers, and I wasn't paid anything when I was out there, so I had to pray for what I needed. And for the first bit, I kept a really strict money diary, and I would really diligently fill in what came in and what came out so that I knew what I was spending on. But after a while, I felt God challenge me on the money diary, and whether I was living from a kingdom mindset, or whether I was actually living from a poverty mindset. And I stopped keeping such a close eye on what I spent. And something extraordinary happened. I looked back and I realized that I had actually spent more without the money diary, but I still always had enough. And I'm not telling this story to give sort of faith credit to myself, but because it testifies to what I've learned about God. He is a God of abundance. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And when we trust in him for our needs, he will provide. So we don't need to be afraid about being generous. And what we can take away from the church in Antioch, the first to be called Christians, is that they were generous. And we should be generous too, because it testifies to the world what a generous God we have. So point three, be generous. And I said at the beginning that Antioch was a culturally sophisticated and corrupt place. And yet this was a period of great blessing and massive church growth. What was it about this church community? It wasn't complicated. They invested in discipleship. They ran after the gifts of the spirit and they were generous. So let's pray that we will be a church like this church in Antioch and that Clapham will see the same growth that they did. Amen. Thank you, Amanda. Today we prayed for those without enough food. We prayed for those without enough food in the summer holidays. We prayed for those visiting the food bank and for those across the world without enough food. And then we prayed that we would be a generous church, that as the disciples shared with their brothers and sisters, that we'd be those who share with our brothers and sisters. Thank you for listening to HTC Daily. Yeah.